I'm gonna make him an offer to gamble. Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. Oh, what a day! What a lovely day! Wipe around the station a few times. With the first pick in the draft. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Film Draft Podcast. Um, you know, we're time traveling here. We recorded these episodes back to back, but it's dropping a week later. Ah, oh, funny how time works. I can't think of anything interesting to say to begin these episodes. I'm your host, Jacob Cunningham. With me is my co-host, Jaron Heron. And, uh, you know, time travel. How do you feel about this one? I'm thrown because that's the same kind of gag I was going to make when we... Yeah, all right. We're, we're, both, so, we're both just terrible. We, yeah, we both have no sense of um, humor. Um, what, is that? What, what was your question? How am I time travel? Good. Good stuff. Um, don't think it bats as deep as high school music, uh, high school movies like last <laughs> week, but there's a lot of interesting ones. If only high school musical was a time travel movie, man. Uh, but I'm very excited to get into it. We've got two fantastic guests that we had last week. My New Zealand just came out a little bit there. Apologies, but I'm so excited to get into this. Do you want to introduce them? Yep. Uh, returning from last week, we have Aussie film critic from the mysterious land of Queensland, Australia, Ashley Pradella, coming off a co-victory in the last episode. And I think you were pretty keen on this topic as well. So how do you feel about time travel movies, Ashley? I love them. It's probably my favorite like subgenre of sci-fi. So I'm very excited. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, there's a lot you can choose from there, but it's, it'd be up there for me as well. There's, there's not as many movies as like I thought there would be that I love, but I've still got, I'm not going to, no one's going to be drafted on a list. They're ashamed. For sure. though, I, I agree. Think. Yeah. There's like not like a bunch of amazing ones, but the good ones are like my favorite movies ever. So it's hard to, yeah. Yes. And also returning from last week, probably the biggest uh, multi-hyphenate we've had on the show, just a guy who does it all, uh, coming at us from 2am in London, it is John Barnes. Time travel. Oh, I love the way you say it with the Australian accent, it sounds so professional. <laughs> um, we have Jimmy Barnes here. I, here. Like Ashley, I, I think time travel is probably one of my favourite types of movies. I am... It's like when you're never able to find something to watch and then I hear the plot has something to do with time, I'm like, let me... We're done. Yeah, you son of a bitch, my, I'm, I'm in. <laughs> yeah. It's and yeah, it's a great like you can do it's a great vehicle for tragedy. It's a great vehicle for like wish fulfillment fantasy. Like who wouldn't want to go back and change the past? Um, but uh, and also uh, I guess uh criteria wise, we're counting time loop movies. So, you know, grand old okay, game things of the like. Um, the yeah. And then other we haven't really set any other hard and fast rules, but I'm sure we can uh, debate that stuff out as we go on. So it let's let's decide the pick order. For pick one, we have Ashley, two Fuck. episodes Dang, in a row. So stressful. <laughs> the wheel has smiled upon you today. And apparently there's like an obvious pick according to John, so I'm very nervous. The, <laughs> like, yeah, now you have it? to pick the right like, obvious pick. I guess the obvious two, one, uh, now I know what he's talking about. And Ashley, I swear to God. If Ashley <laughs> doesn't get the obvious pick, then John will at number it's okay, two. My top two are both good, so... It's okay. I'm yeah. I'm not gonna take the obvious one. I think. Um, so we'll see. Yeah, it's a lot oh, more successful. All right, I've got uh, pick three. Jaron has got the much more preferable pick four. Yeah, but the the top two are for me. I, I know I'm going to be gone. I'm going to be very upset. No one better take um naked starring Marlon Wayans from 2017. <laughs> very upset. <laughs> Fuck! You spoiled my list. <laughs> 
It's time to draft our time travel movies. Ashley's gone first. John has the second. I have the third. Jaron has the fourth. So for the second week in a row, Ashley, you got the cream of the crop. Everyone said there's an obvious pick. Uh, do you agree? Yes. Yeah, I do think there is an obvious pick. Um, but I'm not going to go with it, even though that is one of my all-time favorite films. I'm going to – I've got two that I really, really want to get. And so I'm going to go with the one that – is closest to my heart, one of my favorite films of all time, and that is Edge of Tomorrow. Oh, Ooh. shit. Oh, I love Edge of Tomorrow. Yeah. Live, Great. die, so, repeat. Live, die, repeat. Yeah, and it's got like a bunch of different names. Um, so, yeah, this one is Tom Cruise, and it's a time loop movie, kill. so it does count. Um, and I, I'm obsessed with Tom Cruise, so that definitely helps. And I love Doug Liman as well. So, Me too, uh, but girl. like, Me too. it's just um, everything about it. It's, you know, it has kind of like, it actually has alien vibes. I just, I just found out recently that I'd never seen Alien before. And um, Alien, <laughs> so I've just watched that. And so now I'm like, oh, there's actually a lot of like vibes like that. And there's, you can see there's a lot of um, other sci fi movies in here. But um, yeah, it's, it's, um, just an amazing action film with amazing performances, so much heart. I know it's got a bit of a weird ending. I feel like that is the biggest detractor of this film. Otherwise, this is probably like a top 20 movie of all time for me. Um, it kind of introduced the world to Emily Blunt as like a action star, I feel. Like before this, like I don't think she was really seen in that way. And, um, yeah, I think Tom Cruise's like last good film before the Mission Impossibles kind of took over his life as well. So, yeah, a really fun one. It's got um, the time travel element in it is just really, really fun, I think, and that's why I love it. Also, shout out to Bill Paxton. Anything he's oh in. Oh, my God, just yes. Rest right? in peace. <laughs> I agree the ending kind of falls off a bit, but it's still like one of the best uses of the like time the loop concept. Yeah. Well, apparently like with this ending, they actually didn't have the ending like when they were filming it, and so they wrote it kind of like as they were going, and that's why it's a bit weird. Um, and I'm not sure that he works that with well with film, time though. travel movies, but um, <laughs> yeah. yeah you got to have that it, logic planned out. <laughs> Yeah, that's like the only weak part of the film, I feel. Otherwise, this is, to me, this is like a 12 out of 10. Like, I'm just obsessed with it. All right. I, I love how they lean into Tom Cruise not being um, the action hero stereotype, like body type. Like, he's like, yeah. nah, not me, man. I, I don't fight. Look at me. Look at me. And he's like, they, they make him like six inches shorter than everyone. Like, he's, not, he's off his stool. Um, I know, which is yeah, rare for a Tom Cruise movie, isn't it? it <laughs> he's is, like the yes. messiah of everything. He, but in this one, put away the old like, stepladder. They still make him taller than Emily Blunt, which is egregious. But um, yeah, he, he's off the old stool, um, and he's just so good. He's so fucking charismatic. I love it. Yeah, he's great. He really is. Brendan and, yeah, Gleeson, it's funny. Brendan I mean, Gleeson's the number of times well. he like gets like killed in this movie is hilarious. He's so funny, um, isn't he? He's so funny. In this movie, <laughs> every good yeah. time loop movie needs a funny death montage. Yeah, hundred percent. All right, John, I think I know what you're gonna pick. <laughs> I mean, I have to pick Back to the Future. Um, ironically, the reason I fell in, this, in love with this movie was because it also played on the TV channel ABC Family all the damn time growing up. <laughs> but because my family too, um, I just think it's the quintessential time travel movie. Like, I feel like it really popularized the genre. I mean. In Avengers Endgame, which at one point was the highest grossing movie of all time, they're even referencing Back to the Future to explain the, the time True. travel rules in Endgame. 
So I think, I mean, that just shows like it's sheer influence. As we all know the story about Ronald Reagan asking them to rewind it in the theater from, I don't know if you know that story, but he like literally made the projectionist like rewind the reel after that line about him, like Ronald Reagan, the actor. Um, <laughs> I also just love Michael J. Fox. Um, he's such a special place in my heart. Guys, I swear I don't meet that many people. Just this year was crazy for me, but um, I went to Sundance and saw his film premiere. And I was sitting like, two or three rows behind him and that was just like a pinch me moment oh right there God. to be like in, in the room with him and um he answered one of my questions at the q a and i'm like tearing up right now. i don't know why yeah that just is like, so I amazing i can't grew believe up watching it. him you know millions of times um so i don't know i just love back to the future and i love its influence on everything today even like rick and morty or i'm just talking word vomit here <laughs> no just, just the whole the whole story behind the production of that is so interesting as well like yeah, how they cover yeah. the doco the way he was like running between that and his tv show shooting oh, it every day like oh, it's just hectic. crazy the fact that he gave such a good performance and was probably on like two hours sleep a night or something is just insane <laughs> yeah and have you noticed that the windows in this sorry this is obvious but like whenever i rewatch it, i make sure to look at the windows because they forgot to um for some of the scenes it's like he'll be in school in the morning and it's like pitch black on the windows because they were shooting at like 4 a.m. I didn't even notice that. Oh, all right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was yeah, one yeah. of my favorites as well. And um, it's probably the movie that got me into time travel. I love it. It's just so much fun. Like it, It's the movie you reference when you need to reference time travel. And it's, it's how everyone thinks about time travel as well. Like if there's any other like form of time travel it, and it doesn't follow the pattern of this kind of like back to the future setup, it doesn't make sense. No one gets it. <laughs> That's All a good right. point. Yeah. yeah, incredible. And also, yeah, just plug still. It's such a great documentary. My favorite yeah, documentary really of last year. Um, okay. I've got three I'm choosing between here and I sort of think whichever two I don't pick, Jaron will take with the next two picks. <laughs> so... <sighs> I guess uh, I'm going to take Avengers Endgame. I respect it. Yeah. That was my um, second movie that I wanted. uses it well. I, I've had a number of chances to take this on the show and I never quite went with it because maybe I wanted to be a bit more intellectual. But like when it comes down to it, Avengers Endgame is my second favorite MCU movie behind Guardians of the Galaxy. It's a five-star movie for me. I absolutely adore it. I saw it like four times in theaters and it really was like one of the last hurrahs of when the MCU really felt special and it felt like an event um, going to the movies. And um, well, there's a lot of other stuff going on in that film besides time travel, Jaren's back. Um, it it uses that mechanic really, really well. Like you said, they reference uh, Back to the Future in it, but um, it's sort of, yeah, it's a great use of the, the multiverse concept and everything before that concept sort of started just eating itself in these movies and becoming an excuse to have cameos and nostalgia baiting. It is a really great conclusion to a story and uh, the time travel elements make for some really, really emotional moments that were set up uh, in previous movies and paid off beautifully here. So there was another movie I wanted to take to equally upset Jaron, but uh, I know he loves both of them. So I'm going to yeah, take Endgame for my first pretty time. pretty devastated that you took that one. That was the other one I was considering. And I just think that is like the best MCU movie of all time. They somehow got it right. It lived up to the hype. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. Like, yeah, I need some crowd pleasers after last week. <laughs> no, great pick, great pick. All right, Jaron, we are over to you. That was my number one. Um, oh wow, over over 
the other movie I'm thinking yeah, of. Yeah, because wow. I think the time travel elements in the other one aren't yeah. um, strong um, when I'm, I'm ranking it from like personal preference to, like I, I guess, the ratio of personal preference to how strong the time travel elements are. That one's best. Anyway, fuck, whatever. Um, I am... My favorite time travel movie that is exclusively about the time travel from beginning to end, it's in my top 100 of all time, is Ryan Johnson's Looper. Yep, that's the um, other one of the three oh, yeah, I was tossing up. Love it. Looper <laughs> is fucking excellent. Um, like like Ryan Johnson does, um, every single decision he makes in his film, whether it is crowd-pleasing or not, is deliberately thought out um, and very deliberate to the plot and affects everything in every way. There isn't anything superfluous in his films, which is what makes Looper so incredible. Um, again, you can pick and choose things in any um, time travel movie that don't make complete sense within the laws of our reality. But I think as long as they establish it within their reality, this is how it works, and they don't break those rules, then it's fine. And that's what Looper does. Um, the fact that Joseph Gordon-Levitt... Um, with an amazing performance behind these like prosthetics plays a young Bruce Willis um, in, in, and then uh, he plays like what, like a hitman, except all he does is kill people that are sent back in time from the future that the mob is trying to kill. He kills them, takes his payment and then buries them. And then eventually he gets retired and he can spend the next X amount of time in his life. I think it ended up being 40 years using all the money he has earned because there's a ridiculous amount of money, just living his life. And then eventually the mob will get you and say, sorry, mate, it's time, send you back in time. And then someone else will kill you. Um, but Bruce Willis, um, never really, who's an old version of Joseph Gordon-Levitt, never really thought he would have a life, but ended up finding someone that he really and truly fell in love with. So when it was his time, he fought back and he got sent back in time to himself. So Joseph Gordon-Levitt was confused, couldn't kill himself, and now there's two of them running around in the present. Um, it's really, really interesting. El Emily Blunt, again, is fantastic in uh, an early 2010s yeah. role. Um I think the the kid Noah Segan is one of the best child performances no, I've think, seen. Uh, in, you know, Pierce Gagnon, I think. Pierce his name Gagnon, is. one He's of the best child incredible. performances in a movie um, I've ever seen. Paul Dano as Joseph Gordon-Levitt's friend is fantastic. No one will ever forget that torture scene oh, brutal. where they're cutting his oh um, limbs yeah. off and yeah. he's falling apart as he's running. Um, Jeff Daniels is like kind of the mob boss who's the one that torturing him is incredible. And yeah, this movie from start to finish really hits me emotionally and it's one of the best endings to a film of all time, I think. Um, I love it. I love the lore that the world builds. It's just a it, great It film. really is one of the most like watertight movies in terms of time travel logic like you know there are paradoxes no matter what you do that's just the nature of time travel but i think looper really does a great job closing those loops and making it believable by its own rules yes 100 percent. it um, uh yeah probably ryan johnson's best movie 100 yeah, yeah definitely brilliant. my favorite of his yeah all right um so i everyone knows i love jake gyllenhaal jake gyllenhaal stan um number Which one, one? Fan <laughs> over here number one stan over here and everyone knows I love Donnie Darko. I've taken it like four times on this podcast. I've got it tattooed <laughs> on my arm. That is in the lore. So uh, it hurts me, but I am going to pass on Donnie Darko for this Whoa. pick because everyone knows I love it. And I want to represent a movie that hasn't been drafted on here starring Jake Gyllenhaal. I'm taking Source Code by love Duncan it. Jones. So good. Source <laughs> oh, Code I really is want to watch it. It's in my watch list. Awesome. It's one of those yeah, live, die, repeat. Really 
films. Um, Jake Gyllenhaal is just endlessly great. Um, it's one of those, Jacob was saying earlier, you need to have a fun dying montage. This definitely has one of those, <laughs> except it's definitely not funny. Um, it's like endlessly sad. And the reveal that Jake Gyllenhaal is live, die, repeating because um, he was an army vet who was like kind of sawn in half and they've managed to save his brain. And you see him in that test tube, just like half a body with organs hanging out. They're like keeping him alive is like, it's a striking, um, a striking image of body horror. Um, Vera, this movie kind of introduced me to Vera Farmiga at a young age. I mean, of course, I'd seen her in other things like The Departed, but I think she's so fucking good um, in Source Code. Same with Michelle Monaghan. Um, and Gyllenhaal, there is, it's just complete sincerity in his performance. He's just lived eye repeating on a train, trying to find who is going to bomb it because what happens eventually, um, in reality, before they send him back is that this train explodes and kills thousands of people in a city. So they're trying to stop this terrorist attack and Coulter has to relive it, gaining more clues. I love it. It's like an investigative thriller. He's trying to like piece it together. So he's like gaining clues, finding suspects, finding where bombs are hidden, et cetera. It's so fun. Um, I, I fucking love Source Code and I want to have it represent. Jaren never going to beat the describing the entire plot of a movie no, for each not. pick allegations. <laughs> yeah. I just don't know how many people have seen Source Code. It's not that big. I love yeah. Source Code. Well, they don't need to watch it now. You've it. told them the whole yeah. plot. Well, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I love Source Code. High on my list as well. Um, watch Source Code. God. All right. So I think I'm going to make a tactical move here. Jaren doesn't have another pick before my next pick. So I think there's a certain movie I might be able to leave on the board Um, and take a film that I think uh, is going to please everyone and not just Jaren now, because my next group is sort of pretty a mishmash of stuff I love. So a lot of it's going to end up falling to me anyway. So um, I am going to take Terminator 2 Judgment Day. Oh, (laughs) yeah. It's another film that I have had chances to take on the show before and didn't because while I love it, I maybe don't love it as much as some other people, but it's my favorite of the two Terminator movies and I've seen it in a theater. It looks incredible to this day. It's probably my favorite uh, Jimmy Cameron flick. Um, Another, uh, just, yeah, what can I say about Terminator 2 that hasn't been said on this show at all? Iconic takes the terrifying concept of a terminator makes it into a hero and something to protect us and then brings in an even fucking scarier concept of a terminator and while time travel is not at like the forefront it sort of informs the entire background of the events uh of all these films and i'm sure it's not going to be the first terminate the only i mean terminator film to be uh taken off the board today and it's not even just like the time travel elements doesn't start and end at the Terminators are sent back in time because the whole idea, which is so fucking relevant today of Skynet creating AI that becomes unstable is like the whole reason that um, the, like any of the plot is happening, breaking into um, like the, the offices of the man that was going to create Skynet before it gets out of control. That scene where he's um he's holding the bomb, shaking, like he's like got his last oh, breath yeah. and he's been holding it up for like 10 minutes. He's like, ah, ah, ah. like oh man, fucking incredible. This is one of my like favorite the nightmare sequence. Oh my God. The whole oh, ending, God. the that motorcycle so chase terrifying. at the start. Masterful action. The motorcycle and semi truck chase through like the quarry is one of the best car chases of all time. Yeah, that's probably my this favorite scene is, of the film. Is, I, and he like cocks his shot, just small things like him <sighs> cocking his shotgun by spinning it. <laughs> man, I, like walk, having the shotgun in the box of roses. Oh, man. This also, shout out to Edward Furlong. We miss you, bro. Hope you're doing hey, okay out there. Shout out to Edward Furlong's little mate who literally saved the world because he lied to a cop. 
Good on you, champion. You're a cab. <laughs> yeah, good on him. Fucking hero. All right. Speaking of heroes, John, what is your second pick? I'm shocked no one chose this yet. Like, I actually feel like I just won the lottery and I don't want to jinx the rest of my picks. Oh my God. But what is it? I'm going with um, one of my favorite Amy Adams performances in one of the greatest movies I've ever seen. Had the privilege to see in theaters, which is Arrival. Uh, Okay, oh. look, I, I, well, it's not, it. it's not outlawed, but I don't think it counts. Yeah. Really? really you can travel. pick it, really but uh, it's not going to sway my I votes towards you. I think it does count yeah. because the whole reason the aliens are there is for this time travel language. Like, that's the definition of time travel. It literally reinvents the concept of time, time travel. For 100%. That's what I like travel. about it. It's, it's a different take on it. It's glorified palm reading. It's glorified <laughs> fucking tea leaf reading. I think... I, the no reason way. I didn't want to like outlaw it is because we were kind of split two 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 on whether yeah. it counted or not. So um, look, if if Arrival was a time travel movie, I would have drafted it number one, no question. Okay. Um, but no, John, go on. We're not to steal your thunder. I'm still gonna. I'm just gonna trust my my uh, my opinion. Oh, it's a fan vote winning pick. Yeah, I think you should take it, and I think it counts. Um, I don't know. I think it. Like I, I was trying to say, like I feel like if you do kind of view it, you know, it's sci-fi, but it does kind of like reinvent the idea of how time travel could be interpreted maybe in a movie, you know, and especially since like, you know, the alien language, it's kind of like everything's happening all at the same time. Um, I also just think, you know, I cannot say this man's last name to um, save my life. Denny. Villeneuve. V. Villeneuve. Okay, him. Love him. Um, and I think this is probably his strongest film, but I also just think it's like, kind of showcases all um all of his greatest traits in the one movie i don't really know what else to say i love amy adams partially because of my mom we used to see movies in theaters just because amy adams was in them like we saw enchanted just because so in 2007 theaters i don't really have anything else to say i think it's just like a really well done movie that i remember crying the first time i saw it and then i was like i need to see this again immediately so i could like see if i picked up on anything new and it was so cool to see kind of how her performance had so many different layers to it, depending on if you knew the twist or not. And she I, wasn't I, even I, nominated to, which is, which is shocking. Shout out to Florence Foster Jenkins, Meryl Streep, <laughs> the goat. Um, yeah, look, Arrival <laughs> is an absolute masterpiece. It's my so favorite Denis Villeneuve film, and it's probably the defining sci-fi film of the 2010s. It's not a time travel movie. It's about time dilation and perception, <laughs> but uh, I respect it. And uh, you'll get some votes for that one. Are you going to go Interstellar next? I, that's like that's that counts even less than Arrival. I, I don't reckon know. it's about the same. I think it's I think it counts more than Arrival because oh. he like puts his hand through time and knocks a book on the floor so that she can like he can like get the inspiration I to go to space. Well. Oh, I'm saying it doesn't count. It's just Jaren's saying no, both as arrival. No, I think the book thing counts. I think the book thing specifically is what makes yeah. it count. But I wouldn't argue. And also that going through like a wormhole. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Skipping yeah, years in a wormhole. Like, you're literally cutting through space-time. Yeah, you pick it. <laughs> <laughs> I dare you. <laughs> we sound Ashley. like now. No, I'm never going to beat the allegations. <laughs> I know. Um, Ashley, no. two picks in a row. Are you going to unlock uh -oh. your inner film bro here? Oh, we'll see. Probably Edge of not. Tomorrow is a film bro pick for sure. I think oh, you're yeah, very sure. much so. Yeah, like I said, my tastes are like what a twelve-year-old boy's. Um, <laughs> I mean, look at mine. So <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you! They're in my top four. <laughs> They're great. 
Um, okay, I'm going to go with the movie I want to go with. I've got a lot of movies on here that are time loop movies. So I'm going to maybe take one. That, no, I'm just going to take Double it. Time, time loop. I love it. Um, okay, I'm going to go with Palm Springs. Oh, Fuck yeah, yes. that, was hard that is me. the best time loop movie. But no, oh, source code. <laughs> source code. Source code. Edge of Tomorrow Palm is Springs still my favorite. Uh, but Palm Springs, I mean, it's like a rom-com kind of movie, and I think that's why I love it. Um, like, the time travel element is obviously there, but it's like what I love about it is really like the rom-com element. I think it is the sweetest, most lovely film. It's basically these two people that are trapped at a wedding, and they have to repeat the wedding every day um, in the time loop. And I think it's Andy Circus. It's not Andy Circus. Sorry, I've been watching the Planet of the Apes movies. Uh, so Andy good. Sandberg, um, yes. he, that would have been very character, different. Yeah, right. Um, he I want to see Andy traps, Sandberg play Santa. Um, his part, he, he traps Kristen Milioti's character yes. um, there as well. And basically they have to keep redoing this wedding every day. And um, they just have so much fun. They fall in love. There's, of course, problems. Um, but it's just so sweet. I mean, the ending, like when they kind of, you know, they say, oh, we're already bored of this and it's the best. Like, I feel like anyone who, you know, is in a relationship, a long-term relationship probably gets that. And to me, that's like one of the most romantic things you can even say. And um, I just think that, yeah, utilizing that time travel element to kind of like show that long-term relationship is really beautiful. And it's just a feel-good, fun film. So that's my pick. This is a way more interesting How I Met Your Mother story than How oh, I Met 100%. Your Mother, I think. One Shout that didn't completely <laughs> fumble the ending. Um, <laughs> yeah. I love that yeah. show, but God, they, they, they screwed that up. Um, yeah, I love Palms. I took it on our low-budget sci-fi episode. That and Source Code are definitely my favorite time loop movies. So, And uh, very glad to see that pop up on your list. Are you going to go three for three? Pick another time loop movie. Go on. Take Naked 2017. <laughs> No, there is another one I have really high up that I would love to take, um, but I'm not going to. It's really hard to choose here, but I'm going to go with, this is probably a silly choice, but I'm actually going to go with Back to the Future Part 2. Nah, that's a great choice. Good film, good film. I'm jealous. Good film. So I will say that that is actually my favourite of the trilogy. Um, I just think it's more fun. There's more like timey-wimey shenanigans going on. There's like the sports almanac. It's probably the movie I've seen the most out of the three of them. I want to say I've probably seen it like 20, 30 times at least. Um, And it's, I think it's just really interesting kind of how they play with time in that movie. Um, And they go obviously back to like the first movie and they go to all these different time periods and it's just really fun. It's the most fun of the trilogy, I think. And yeah, that's my pick. It movie rules. It's so fun. You're right. Um, the the sports almanac is like the most most iconic thing for me in Back to the Future because right? as like yeah. a fan of like a huge fan of sports, I'd be like, wouldn't that just be incredible? Imagine I was on Sports Bet and I just <laughs> knew every single game and the margin and who was gonna kick the first goal. Man, I'd be that'd be incredible. Such wish fulfillment. But then also like the best of them, it tells you at the end why maybe it, that wish fulfillment isn't for the best. Hundred percent. But yep. um, yeah, and old. Why is every eh? time travel a movie about how? <laughs> time travel is bad i know it's like oh, just, just don't do time travel. not avengers endgame yeah true 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 
I mean, it's a double-edged sword kind of in that one, but yeah, no. Yeah. Back to the Future three is, uh, two Not is a... awesome. Three is good too. That could come up as well. But uh, yeah, John. I just think like Back to the Future one oh. is like the better film, but Back to the Future two is the more fun film and my personal favorite. So it's just me. Hell yeah, yeah. respect. Okay, go, John. Oh. <laughs> Taylor just won a Grammy. Okay, well, John, what'd she win? <laughs> best pop album. Cool. Oh, best artist. I'm of sure all it's time. great. Best, I mean, best Taylor Swift album. Yeah, that was, best oh, Dictator. I don't remember who the other <laughs> nominees were, but I mean, she's a big year for her, so it makes best sense. Best documentary feature film. Hey. Okay, um, John, I'm shocked no one's picked this one either. I think I'm just stuck in my own head, but um, I'm going to go swear with... I swear if it's Interstellar. <laughs> what? No, it's not. <laughs> it would, honestly, it would be, but um, I'm going to go with, I think, one of the most iconic films of all time, and please don't laugh at me, um, Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. No, yes, that's a great, great pick. pick. On my this, list also. Literally, I never get sick of the time travel in this movie. Literally addicted to the whole sequence of them replacing themselves. And you know what I mean? It's just such so well done. I don't even need to say anything else. Everyone it's the best agrees. Harry Potter it's film. one of the best of the film, series. Absolutely. That's the, like, the only one I remember. I actually think it's the, the only Harry good film. Harry Potter film. So... Whoa! This film. Wait, didn't you say yeah. you're a horror what? fan? The books, not the movies. Uh, <laughs> I've okay. seen them all like fifty times, but I've just, I, yeah, they're not good I, in my opinion. But I actually think that Prisoner of Azkaban like is the best one, and it's, um, it's really well adapted. They've actually tried to make it into. <gasps> Wait, a film. oh my gosh, she's announcing something. She's telling ah! us a secret. All right, let's uh, <laughs> pause oh the show. Gosh. Is it the album? Yeah, we need to kick John off Twitter. He keeps looking at Taylor Swift update. I think we've lost him for the rest of the no, show, no, but he's picked a pretty good three me. movies. Okay, I'm done, I'm done, I'm done. For the I'm first done, time. I'm done, I'm done. I'm ready to discuss. I have my third pick now, and uh, this has worked out pretty well for me. I managed to nab two all-time classics, and, you know, Jaron made probably the correct choice to take the more time-travel-heavy Jake Gyllenhaal movie, but what am I going to do? Not take Donnie Darko in the third <laughs> round of a film draft? The only other time it yeah. slipped this late was the time like Jaron forgot it existed until halfway through the episode. It was on my list, but I left it um, on the bottom. But you forgot it existed altogether. Yeah, everyone did. Um, yeah. There's a real oh, oversight. But, but that, but, um, that is, um, I feel a story like that Jaron's is... definitely going to vote for you now. It improves. Well, oh, my God. Jake he never votes for me, so mine. I need this. You have a better list than mine. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I know I might not win points with uh, John and Ashley, but again, Donnie Darko is one of my 20 favorite films of all time, and I think a really great, unique uh, take on time travel and Richard Kelly sort of does that stuff in uh, another movie of his Southland Tales, which I won't pick, but I do love. Um, but yeah, Donnie Darko, it's sort of more in the background. It's, and it's really impenetrable to the point, like Ashley said last week, it's the type of movie where you got to go look up ending explain videos for, but, um, it's such a great rabbit haha hole to dive into. And I know there's a director's cut where they explain everything more clearly, but, uh, I kind of, I like the mystery. Uh, such a great moody vibe. Uh, I won't uh, talk too long, but, uh, you know, Donnie Darko, very special film for me. And this marks the fifth time it has been drafted on the show. Uh, meaning it is the only other movie to achieve that is the dark Knight. So, um, not even in, alien good company. No, I All think right. that's like three or four. Yeah. There's a All few right. on four, but, uh, yeah. Dark, um, I don't think I drafted the dark Knight once. <laughs> yeah. I've taken it once or twice. I don't love it as much as some people, but like, God, it's, it's, uh, fits a lot of criteria. Ooh. Anyway. Don yeah. Donnie Darko, it rolls, you know, you know, the drill. It's one of the best movies um ever made and yeah it's a great pick um two in a row yeah absolutely two in a row let's see what it got all right i am um not a fan of this filmmaker as a person but i love midnight <laughs> I in paris is. by woody allen i love um, it 
Midnight in Paris is um, romantic. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's wish fulfillment. Um, it has an incredible cast, um, an incredible uh, cinematography and score. Um, I think it's I think it's by far Woody Allen's best film. Um, and that's all. To be fair, that's coming from a man that doesn't really like many of his films. I've seen um, a lot of them, and it is absolutely his best film. Yes, uh, and the time tra- it's time travel in it is so unique. It kind of does that thing that like last night in Soho copied, where um he just goes walking through the town and for an inexplicable reason just kind of teleports from 2010s Paris to 1940s Paris, where um everything seemingly is so much more romantic and and um so much more vintage and much more to his eclectic taste and then maybe that is a good thing maybe it's not it's got a very young um tom hiddleston playing fuck scott fitzgerald which is amazing (laughs) you got Corey stoll as ernest hemingway which is really great oh my god so it's so fun seeing like these these um characters come like these like classic um people coming back to life by these character actors it's so great kathy bates plays um gertrude gertrude stein yeah fucking incredible owen wilson and rachel mcadams again rachel mcadams um is is great um and yeah yeah, great, great movie. great movie for the you know those of us who are lovesick with nostalgia, and that actually would have been my next pick after Donnie Darko too. Huge fan of Midnight in Paris as well. Uh, we're vibing, we're vibing today, we're vibing, we're vibing, me we're and Jaren. Uh, all right, what's what do you got? What do you got next? Damn, my top ten is gone now. Um, it, yeah, we've, we've, I've still and- got a couple. I've still got a movie from my top five. On Only twelve movies have yeah, been taken, and my top ten is gone, which is incredible. Um, yeah, um, so. I am going to. I'm going to represent Australia and take Predestination. Fuck. Yeah, that's by the, the one. Speed Brothers. Um, Predestination, I fucking love. It is incredible. It blew my mind the first time I saw it. Michael and Peter Spyrig are Australian. It was shot in Melbourne to kind of double for what New York City, I guess. Yeah, New York. Um, Sarah Snook um, in incredible. an early performance. She did this and these final hours back to back, and I was just blown away. Especially, I think Sarah Snook gives one of the best female performances of the 2010s in Predestination. Um, Ethan Hawke as the bartender is fantastic. The story is so wibbly wobbly with time and it uses time to some, uh, to, um, some like big, big like plot twist effect to one of the characters, which I haven't seen another movie do before. It so is such a head fuck in the best so, way. Yeah, it's, it's a, to the it's, point it's another where deep Reddit dive. After time isn't just done. changing events. It's changing like, the characters themselves and who they are. It's um, one of the greatest Australian films ever. And Jaren's just one-two punched what would have been my next two picks. Is it, have you guys seen Predestination? Is it an Australian film? I guess so. It was shot here. Um, it's set in America, but it was entirely Australian production. The Australian produced like, and yeah, shot here. If you like time travel, this is like the film to watch. Like it's does the most oh. so inventive it's fucked up but i saw it's on letterboxd awesome. that you um that you have it as want to watch and not watch so i thought you hadn't seen it she hasn't no, logged everything I've definitely All seen right. it it's just but, i've got it on like to rewatch to remind myself to rewatch it yeah peter I've and michael spyrig are australian brothers sarah snook's the lead she's australian it was yeah, set but and Ethan paid Hawk for is like the over real here. lead i don't know he's the only no, yeah, it's he's still the, an Australian but it's film. Sent, like, it was here. entirely made here. It's not yeah. set here, but it, it is an Australian film. It was produced film. here too. But um, um, yeah, yeah I guess awesome. you're right. I'm mean, like, you know, Mad Max Fury Road's an Australian film, and that was filmed yeah, in Africa. That's like, pushing you know, it. I don't know. It's a production company. <laughs> it was produced by Australia. 
um, and shot by an Australian. Yeah. I guess but, yeah. if that says there something about me. That... I don't know, like, is Star Wars an Australian film because they, like, shot it all in no. Australia? I don't know. Like, No, it's an American production. They didn't I guess I tend to go by, like, who the producers and directors are. Fair Star Wars wasn't shot in Australia. <laughs> Some of them might have been. They shoot a lot of stuff in they shoot a lot of stuff in Queensland, don't they, for like visual a effects lot of companies stuff, um, and everything? Yeah, up on the Gold Coast. Yeah, I think. Yeah, it says that Star Wars Episode Two: Attack of the Clones was shot largely in Australia, but that's not the one. That's but... my favorite Australian film. Then. <laughs> yes. um, but Star I guess Wars maybe, maybe that clones. says something about me. The only Aussie films I like are the ones that aren't set Australian here. Australian films. <laughs> what about the Who Matrix? Knows? The Matrix was shot here, but it's an American production. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I'm just saying. I just feel was like purely being shot, shot here doesn't mean anything. But. Yeah, but the companies, um, the companies own the film, and the company that sh- uh, the company that produced Predestination is an Australian company, Screen Australia. Well, I'll happily anyway, take it because I think it's a great movie. So <laughs> I'm glad that Australians got like one good film on their rap. We go. We'll get Ashley back for our Aussie films draft, and we can just argue about Uh-oh. the semantics of whether it counts the entire time. Um, yeah, uh, I'll just leave it with this: Sarah Snook is phenomenal in that film, and everybody need. If you're a Succession fan, watch Predestination. Um, I've been just a, a fan of hers ever since that came out. Okay, it is my turn now. Um, I could go with another film bro pick. Or I could go with a personal pick, and I think I need to take a, a little another little indie movie after how film broy my list is. Oh. So it could be one that maybe loses the crowd. I'm not sure if John and Ashley have seen it, um, but it's more of a rom com type situation. I'm no. taking Safety, not Guaranteed. Oh, okay, good. I've taken that before <laughs> on the show. That's a good. Uh, I know. Um, I always wanted to watch it. I know it's Colin Trevorrow, right? But I haven't seen it. It's like his one good movie. Yeah, um, I haven't yeah. seen it yet, like since it came out. I like the book of Henry, but I'm weird. Um, <laughs> the movie that basically got him fired from Star Wars. But yeah, not a good film. Save Not Guaranteed is sort of just a will they, won't they, if the will they, won't they was can this dude actually fucking time travel? And I guess the fact <laughs> that I'm drafting it here spoils that he can. Uh, but it's just, it's such a wonderful, it's a very of its time, 2012 sort of quirky indie, but Mark Duplass is a really inspiring guy in the film space. And he's really, really great yes. in this, um, as there are Jake Johnson, um, really, really good too. We're all Jake Johnson. Aubrey enjoys Plaza yeah, Aubrey Plaza, incredible. Yeah. She needs to be in more movies lately. Like she often just gets shunted. To, oh, actually she's, no, she's, she's in stuff. She, she gets around. Yeah. 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 Um, she was in a good movie last year. And year I before. cannot remember the name off right now, but she no, was really but good. No, like a like credit a card scammer or something. Yeah. Emily the Criminal. Emily the Emily Criminal. The criminal. Yeah, she's fan- she was she's in a Guy Ritchie movie. movie. Oh, Operation Fortune. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I haven't seen yeah. that. Yeah, uh, cool. Anyway, okay. we're really getting into the weeds on this episode, but point is, Safe <laughs> Not Guaranteed is a delight. It's one, it was one of the first DVDs I ever bought in like early 2013 when I was first getting into film, so it was very like formative for me there. And I haven't watched it in quite a while. I need to go back to it. But um, yeah, it's a very... I need to dig into something a little more me after um, the juggernauts that are sitting on my list so far. John. Yeah, I feel like I'm. you guys have some really great picks. So I we're just going to go with what John planned, even though they're not the best. So I'm going to pick um, um, this great Richard Curtis film about time which no. I actually haven't seen in a few years. <laughs> I knew it was coming. I'm sorry to say I do not like it. What? How but do you the thing is, like this movie? You don't like joy. That's pretty much. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, like, it's, it's I don't know. Movie. I feel like there's other options I could have gone with, but it's such, like, a good 
time travel movie actually like you know he's going if you think about it, not even as a rom-com he's trying to fix the past mistakes and realizing he can't fix everything um so that's why i picked it i also think it did you it, name it, it about time? the time travel rom-com um technique I think to its did. advantage um i don't know i just really like richard curtis maybe it's because i'm in london but i watched i like richard Hell. curtis too yeah, yeah um a lot this is just not one that does it for me also, I actually, I no, I like don't like Joy. I think it's David O. Russell's weakest film. <laughs> What's David O. Russell's weakest film? Joy. Joy. We don't uh, like yeah, Joy. Yeah, no, the, inve- right. the, the inventor <laughs> of the vacuum. Wow. There's a mop, How actually. I, I just fuck. think about How time compelling. is so beautiful and it is just like at the end I don't know how you don't cry it's like the best movie about like fathers and sons and about how you should just enjoy the little things in life and how important you know these mundane things are to us all that, that like and I just think it's a beautiful film and so I don't know I'm just really shocked that anyone could like not like it I, I, I don't know I don't hate it. Um, I'm more just like I found myself. It's like just it was a bit too rich white people problems for me. I just couldn't relate <laughs> or invest in it that deeply. People, everyone's but, allowed to have problems. Just because you're rich and you're white doesn't mean you can't I know, have I just, problems. I don't know. A lot of it just felt superfluous Wait, to me. You don't like it either, Jaron. What are you on about? I do Your like dad it. getting hit okay. by a car and dying Never is a mind. rich white people problem? Yes. That only happens to them. <laughs> oh, no, I mean, like, I'm just trying to remember, but okay. I, I just didn't time. do it for me. It's I know most Brent's people love it. Films. I would have definitely grabbed that film. one. It's really good. Yeah, it's a beautiful film. All right. Uh, it's about time for Ashley to make her two picks oh, in a Jesus. row to close it's out her It's very stressful getting this, this spot. Um, okay. I'm going to choose one that I don't really know if you guys really would like this or you've seen it. Um, it's like a just an absolute favorite of mine, and it's The Butterfly Effect. I've never seen it. Oh, I haven't Ashton seen Kutcher. I know. Really, it, no. you guys haven't seen it. Okay, I, well, I guess yeah, I know it. Yeah, it has bad reviews, yeah, but I trust well, you. Yeah, I, trust I don't know you. if it's got great reviews. Look, three point four on Letterbox. That's not terrible. Um, I own it's basically it. um, about Tizzy's character, Ashton Kutcher. His character, like, it kind of goes over his life. And when he's, like, a boy, he starts having these, like, headaches and these problems, and so he starts, like, journaling things, and he has blackouts. And it's not until he is an adult that he realizes what it all meant and that it's basically that he um, can time travel when he, like, reads back through these journals. But he only really time travel back to these points in his life that happened, and he kind of tries to change events that have happened. And it's, like, really quite a nice love story and uh, really like a very interesting timey-wimey kind of concept, and it's incredibly dark as well. And I know that not everyone loves Ashton Kutcher, and, um, yeah, it's a bit of a, like, cult kind of hit, this one, but I love it, and I think I saw it when I was, like, 16 or something. It's one of my favourite movies when I was a teenager. So, yeah, definitely going with that one. I'm shocked you guys have One for the watch list. It, yeah. But, yeah. I, there's always a couple. It's like a weird ending with him in the womb or something that I've seen. Yeah. There, I think there's actually like three no or four different endings. I want to watch no, it. there's literally a few different endings. So. Now I know um, he's in the womb at the end. Oh, not sorry. Not like a spoiler. Like, Why I even bother watching it if <laughs> I know he's going to end thing. up in the womb? <laughs> come, on, come on. Yeah. No, it's really good. But like I said, quite dark. Um, and yeah, it, it's interesting how it kind of changes the, the future. Um trying to think of what else to take bj novak made a film a couple of years ago called vengeance and ashton kutcher is phenomenal in it yeah shout out to vengeance uh yeah was it good? yeah it came out when i was in la 
I do also. I'm trying to think of what to so take. I feel like the time travel is not strong in that. Um, okay, sorry. This is really challenging to know what to no, take. No, I did this last episode. <laughs> I just didn't think of <laughs> what to take. At the There's yeah. a couple movies here I'm shocked have not been taken, or I'll say that. But Really? Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, there's another big time loop one that I'm not going to take because I've already got two time loop movies. Um, there's one the that everyone one. was paying each other out about on the group chat, so I don't want to take that. Uh, <laughs> I don't even remember which one it was. Yeah, I don't. I don't remember what You'll that was. You'll find either. out soon, oh, I guess. What, Interstellar. Uh, not that one. Um, I'm going to go Ninja with Turtles 3. like a fun one, and this is like a kind of a silly time travel movie. I'm just going to go with it because I'm silly. Um, Austin Powers. And I think I'm going to go with based. International Man of Mystery. That counts, right? Like he travels. I guess, yeah. I mean, I've only seen yeah. it once. So I don't really remember, but yeah. Um, I guess, yeah. Go this on. Is, like this, again, I guess it's just like I'm showing my age here because this was such a popular movie when I was younger, but it seems like it hasn't like filtered down to like other generations. So no, my basically... sister's John's age and she is like the biggest Austin Powers yeah, fan in the world. She like, dresses up as him oh, and wait, shit. Oh, wait, okay, really? Okay, well, surprising. Because <laughs> yeah, I talked to a lot of one. young people and... Yes, she is in the third one. I don't know if that one has time travel in it. They don't all have time travel, but in this particular one, he basically just goes into the past, I think, or the future. He goes into the past. And yeah, the no, he goes to like he goes to like the sixties. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And like basically just stops Doctor Evil from doing shit. Um, I just think the movies are hilarious. It's a fun opportunity for like kind of fish out of water kind of things. And, uh, yeah, just I think one of uh, my favourites of the Mike Myers kind of, like, comedies. So, yeah, big fan. It's not one of my favourite Oh, wait, Mike he goes Myers into the movies, future. But it's I definitely the best Austin us. Powers film. Definitely yeah, I don't, the best Austin Powers film. I don't, I don't want to say it and get in trouble again, but I don't really like Austin Powers either. I respect really? it. Really? Yeah. As yeah, a pick in a movie. Right. I just yeah. – I, I saw it for the first time, like, a year ago, and I, like, I just – it didn't, I feel didn't like make me laugh that much. I feel like the issue with comedies is, like, they do not age well and, like, more so than any other Some genre. And I feel like it's, like, you have to have watched it, like, when it came out. Some do stand the test of time, like Superbad, for example, but – I do find, like, I find myself going back. Like, I tried to watch Caddyshack recently, and I was like, this is not funny at I'm all. not huge on Caddyshack either, actually. Right? But oh, I, no, yeah, no, like, Caddyshack rules. No, I'm not huge on it. But, like, um, ha- ha- um, Happy Gilmore is fucking hilarious, and that's, like, only, like, that's yeah. mid-90s. Yeah, it depends. Well, again, it's not so much. This, but I recently watched Happy Gilmore for the first time, and I didn't think it was funny. And I oh, love Adam no. Sandler. Uh, so I just this is I to me Fair what enough. I have found is that comedies do not age very well, and so I feel like if you were like kind of part of the Austin Powers like era, it's just like an all timer, and if not, I think maybe it just hasn't aged that well. That's my opinion. I don't know. I watch I watched I them know. all when I was like five because my dad loved them, but um yeah, I don't know. I just I think it might be a Jay Roach thing because I don't I don't think Meet the Fockers is that funny either. Um, or yeah, no, I don't. Think I do think Meet either. the Parents yeah. is good. Um, yeah. but besides that, I don't think, I think he's, um, dinner for schmucks. Isn't that good. I watched that recently. It's not that good. Um, yeah. Although, yeah, I've never sh- seen that sh- one. <laughs> shout out to the Jay Roach movie swim instructors from yes. the show Barry. Yes. <laughs> it's by someone named Jay Roach. <laughs> they can't cut that. It's the title. It's the title. <laughs> shout out to Barry. Incredible show. Man, we're really getting into some tangents you on want this some episode, shit but it feels pie? appropriate. 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, thank you, Shepard. Go <laughs> okay, John, what have you got to close out your list? <laughs> I honestly don't know what to pick anymore. <laughs> like, I don't know if I should do a fun too. time loop one or something <laughs> stupid. I don't know. I'm going to go... I'm just going to go with this, and I'm, I think I'm going to commit film draft suicide. Is that a thing? Oh, you should, like, a film couple episodes ago, Kurt completely committed film draft suicide, and it was incredible. Yes, it's, it's always amazing. <laughs> it go happens. On. What have you got? It's go not on. that bad. It's just, mm, actually, no, I think this is a good time travel movie. The other ones are better movies, but this is a good time Believe movie. in your picks. X-Men Days of Future Past. That is 100% incredible movie. That movie because I saw this shit in theaters twice in fifth grade. I was so blown away. I didn't even like, I hadn't even seen all the X Men movies, but it just did such a good job. It's kind of like Endgame in the way that it like brings back, you know, like, yes, it's like a primer job of merging the old and the new and paying homage to both. It was really cool to see like Ian McKellen and Patrick Stewart all back. Um, and also just the fish out of water Wolverine in the 70s and. The the, I, the action was just done so well. I mean, I don't know. I just remember really loving this, and then they never really could follow up well to it again. So I feel it was like it was sort of the beginning of the end. Turn. I just yeah, but, it was um, the last one of these that made sense. I think. Um, and yeah, ironically, and it made sense. That, the last good one. I was, yeah. I was just a coward. I I love this movie. I didn't pick it because I saw Ashley has it rated low on Letterbox. I was like, oh, I, I want to come. <laughs> what does she ever rate? No, so did you know I love no, that movie? I like it I know, quite a lot. I just I think it. that the first movie Fuck. is a lot better, so I rate this one down because of it, basically. I think I didn't know I, that was how it worked. I think yeah, this and it is in my <laughs> mind apparently. Yeah, look, I like think Terminator Two is a lot better than Terminator One, so I'm giving Terminator One like a one out of five. <laughs> I think Days of Future Past and Logan are my two favorite X Men movies. For me. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah agree. Maybe yeah. Deadpool, but you don't like Logan. I don't like Logan. Look, it's we our friend gritty, Blake doesn't you know? like it either. Yeah. I don't know. Everyone Actually, in my Adelaide group chat hates Logan. I don't get it, but it's my favorite superhero movie that of all was time. Very popular, but the Adelaide Aussies aren't hip. No, the Adelaide Aussies—they're um, just... not the cool. I'm cool, are... but um, you know, you <laughs> know it's Adelaide. Not many cool people here. Um, Jacob, close out your list, brother. Oh God, look. Um, I don't like want to. I don't want to double up on terminator but how has no one picked the terminator um but um, between that and one other movie um and i i think just to diversify i might let um jaron have the terminator and go in a more comedic iconic direction i'm gonna take bill and ted's excellent we'll adventure because those were the two i was going for and i was yeah. leaning towards excellent <laughs> adventure yeah and again like i mean I maybe had Terminator ranked a little higher, but Bill and Ted is like one of my favorite movies from that like 80s, 90s sort of era. I just adore it. Like Keanu Reeves and Alex Winter, such a delightful duo who just keep bringing you. Like Bogus Journey is great too. The new one they made, I really, really enjoyed. I think they reported that they're going to do another one even. So like, I'll, I'll show up for that, man. Um, I love Bill and Ted. George Carlin, one of probably the greatest comedian of all time showing up uh, is so great too. Um, a great history lesson. Like it, it feels like the type of movie that you would have watched as a kid to like actually genuinely be educated on like historical figures and shit to a degree. A better Napoleon movie than 2023's Napoleon. <laughs> Just all the bit where like someone tries to throw him in an Iron Maiden. They're like, yeah. <laughs> oh, bogus. Oh, yeah. Also a great high school movie because um, yeah. they're trying to pass their history class. It was nearly on my list. Did that get taken on our high school app? I can't even it remember. It was an honorable mention. But I think no. it was yeah. mentioned. Um, 
there's no way I was going to let it not it, get taken here. Yes, it, it would have gone to me if you didn't take it. Um, and you just know me too well. No suspense. I'm going Terminator. Um, I mean, you, as you should. You have to go Terminator. Um, These are all really diverse lists. I know if that makes I, sense, but I'm a they're huge all really Termin- to look at. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Terminator Terminator 2 is one of my favorite movies of all time, and I also do fucking love the first Terminator. Again, I don't think it holds a candle to Judgment Day, but again, that's one of the best movies ever made. So Terminator in itself is a super effective horror movie. They kind of do the alien-aliens route, where the yeah. first one is about one, and it's super terrifying. And Arnold Schwarzenegger, as much as he is a great villain, you, he's always been like a babyface, you know? He's always been the hero. And using him and his body type and his stature um, to be a villain, is fucking terrifying because if that six foot seven Austrian who's like 400 kilos of muscle was running towards you with a gun and sunnies, you would, I would just lay down on the floor. There's nothing you can do there. Um, and he's a robot. So yeah, Terminator, day, nothing also, clean. Um, mm-hmm. Matching the um, like the stop motion animatronics of the um, endoskeleton is still fucking terrifying and holds up ridiculously well. That movie's the movie rules. And that concludes another draft. Congrats, everyone. We made it home unscathed. No one picked anything they were ashamed of, I think. Um, you know, uh, I don't know why you're ashamed of Days of Future Past, John. I absolutely no, love that movie. I, can't, I didn't know how to read the room. You know what I mean? Like, I was going to yeah. go something well, boring, but I, I wanted to go with Days Dark of Future Phoenix Past. Or something. So I like, I, I have, like, I have one friend here in Adelaide who's, like, obsessed with X-Men, but, like, talks about it like it's a guilty pleasure. And I have to keep saying, no, I love X-Men. Why are you acting like people don't like X-Men? Those are some really great comedy. I think there's movies. there's some there's probably more bad ones than good ones. But the good yeah, ones the are good fucking ones. great. Like first class, that Logan. I, I, class, I like Deadpool one. Deadpool's good. That's yeah, not like a hot Deadpool. take. The Deadpool movies are very I mean, my well Adelaide received. friends all hate Deadpool. Like Deadpool, I, we're really Deadpool not in agreement. Have like ninety percent on like a rotten top. Like they're very well received. I think maybe the films. people think the humor hasn't aged well, but oh, I'm a fan Disagree. of Deadpool. Now this 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 app's all over the place. It's time yeah. <laughs> to recap our list, Ashley. Deadpool for the first two time again. Anyway. Oh, um, okay. Um, what did you pick? I went Edge of Tomorrow, Palm Springs, Back to the Future Part 2, The Butterfly Effect, and Austin Powers, International Man of Mystery. So it's got a bit of, like, fun things and tried to stick to things that had, like, a pretty strong time travel element as opposed to, like, my favorites, although these are all my favorites. So, (laughs) yeah. I'm really sad I didn't get Endgame, though. I'm, like, devastated. So should have gone with that one first, but. And uh, John, um, I feel like really confident in my list. Actually, I feel like the one outlier is about time, to be honest, because like I haven't seen that in a few years, but, but I just chose it because it felt like arrival. No, I mean I just need to rewatch <laughs> it. I love it. It's so um, good. <laughs> I'm honestly devastated I didn't get Back to the Future Part Two because that actually is my favorite in the trilogy. But I chose Back oh, to the really? Future. Really? Okay. Yeah, it's that. Well, yeah, I mean, I just like it more for the same reasons you do. For like, you know, there's yeah. more time travel shenanigans going on and. Yeah, Everyone's back to the future one the as your number one on letterbox this is outrageous <laughs> well i don't know how to explain it it's like back to the future is my favorite movie but back to the future 2 is more fun to watch like never stop talking you're a hard man to get a read on john <laughs> and that's why I, we love you. that's why we love you. i'm an anxious guy um yeah but i'm happy with my list i'm really glad i got prisoner of azkaban i think that's my flex from the list honestly yeah that's good yeah, I was going to, even I was going to pick that at some point, and I'm not the Harry Potter guy. Um, Okay, I got Avengers Endgame, Terminator 2, Judgment Day, Donnie Darko, Safety Not Guaranteed, uh, and Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Besides safety, this might be the most film bro list I've ever chosen, but fuck, <laughs> it's good. Jaron? 
Yeah. Um. I think I've. Um. I think most of. I think I probably have the most niche list on here. Just because if I went to someone in the street, I doubt they would have seen Predestination, Midnight in Paris, and Source Code. Maybe Source Code, but Looper and the Terminator. Um. The Terminator especially. These are these are five films I absolutely love. I'm glad to have on here. I'm not going to give an eloquent speech as I gave last time, but these are five movies I love and I think do different things with time travel in each. All right. Now, honorable mentions. We're not going to have the like gigantic crop that we did on the high school episode, but Jaron, is there anything else you want to shout out? Oh, yeah. I really love this movie that no one else likes, so I didn't want to say it because I'm a coward, but last night in Soho by Edgar Wright, I'm a big oh, fan of. Yeah, it didn't um, even occur to me. It's bad. I didn't really think about that one, but I do like it. It was yeah. on my It's the same as Midnight in Paris. But oh, I it really, counts. It's just not good. I really love the film. It is good. Um, <laughs> Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3 back in time. Um, the Ninja Hell, Turtles yeah. go back to Japan in the 18th. Uh, 1850s movie rules um army of darkness i love army of darkness click yeah, that was on my list um, a oh, movie that's, shit click click a, a movie that's that a is yeah, yeah. yeah a movie that is time travel but uh, is borderline because you don't find out to the end is planet of the apes from 1968 um because the whole movie he's time tra- he's traveled back in time you just don't find out about it to the end yeah, so i wouldn't really have counted it too. even though the movie's great um Yes, Bill and Ted's Bogus time. Journey and Bill mm. and Ted Face the Music. Two and three, I love both those films. They were um, probably Excellent Adventures the best, but I really stand by both of them, especially in Face the Music when their daughters get to become the new Wild Stallions. I think that's really beautiful. Um, and Back to the Future 3, I stand by. The Adjustment Bureau was high for me too. Oh, I love that movie. I didn't think of that. I the haven't Adjustment seen Bureau that in ages. So I couldn't really remember unique. like what the time travel in it was. <laughs> Well, that was sort of my time. case as well. So they they pause time. Um, so the the bureau oh, okay. can like pause. I don't time know. That, that's kind of more sure. time dilation. Maybe maybe <laughs> more in the interstellar territory. Yeah, watch but... it again and then come at me with the facts. All right. Uh, because so none of us chose interstellar. Were we all too afraid to? It's not yeah, time because me and Jaron wouldn't have voted for you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, okay, any others, Jaron? Um, no, that's it for me. Okay, you cover most of them. One that I'm shocked no one picked, but I don't love as much as most people is Groundhog Day. I do like I it, it, but it's not one of my favorites. And if I was going to pick a time loop movie, it would have been Palm Springs, Edge of Tomorrow, or Source Code. So once yeah. they were gone, I just said goodbye to the time loops. Yeah. No. Um, <laughs> a couple, I got like a couple others. Uh, time Crimes is a Spanish one I watched pretty recently. Um, super good clever use of the time mechanics as a debut film of Nacho Vigalondo who directed the Anne Hathaway movie Colossal so I've been meaning to watch that for a while and a very cool movie uh Idiocracy I like um I don't think Jaron likes it much but uh I think it's fine it's all right uh Primer is maybe the most quote-unquote realistic time travel movie ever I don't it's love also it terrible in I my opinion appreciate it <laughs> and the last one I'll shout out is this um Asian film called Beyond the Infinite Two Minutes that came out a few years ago. It's about these people who discover like these two TVs are linked like seven minutes ahead of each other. And it just, it's super low budget, super creative, very, very fun. Mm, sounds more time dilation to me than time travel. Actually, no, it's Jack. time travel. You haven't seen it. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. John. That one. Honorable mentions? Uh, yeah. Um, I also had Groundhog Day <laughs> um, on my list. You, oh, 12 Monkeys was another one I was yeah. considering. Yeah, yeah, um, and yeah. And I actually recently okay. saw it. And it I was, yeah, I know. I'm not a big fan of the film. Yeah. I expected the ending from it, but it was still cool. It was just, it wasn't as 
twisty, I guess. Oh, I so if we could pick short films, I would shout out La Jete, which is what 12 Monkeys was kind of based on. It's a really great French short. From oh, yes. The, the old I, I was going to watch it soon. Shut up, friend nerd. Loved it. What else um, you got, John? Th- it's fucking good. <laughs> I have Halloween Time 2, Calabar's Revenge, and Meet the Robinsons from Disney, if you've seen that one, um, yeah. and Minutemen. And um, I think, yeah, I think that's an Interstellar. But yeah, all the other ones you guys chose, so. Oh, Happy the f- Death Day and 13 going on 30 also. Yeah, they're good too. Um, sh- shout out. Look, the Film Draft's the only podcast where you're going to get references to Minutemen. So, you know, subscribe are you on like Spotify. A big, are people. you a Minutemen stan? No, I, no, I think I saw it as a kid. Uh, uh, Ashley, any left? that Any honorable mentions left? Uh, yeah, that no there's one a talked? few here. Um, Star Trek from 2009, J.J. Abrams film. <laughs> Vaguely. Not a fan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, no, I mean, I really love it, but I don't it. know if it's quite what? time travel. travel but it literally time I don't remember. travel in it. It's been the a while. whole thing okay. is time travel. Yeah, anyway. It's, um, so, That's yeah, time, there's definitely film. time travel in that one. Um, this is an old one, the 1960s film The Time Machine. I know that's, like, super old. I haven't seen it in probably 10 years, but I remember really liking it when I did see it and thinking it wasn't just, like, a bad old film, if that makes sense. That's on my list. I just didn't get I, I to it. I have seen the Big Bang Theory episode where they yes, reference yeah, the it. Morlocks. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's like pretty fun. I definitely Shout would recommend it, especially if you like Planet of the Apes, like from around the same time. Um, they're both like really good time travel movies. Um, what else do I have? Deadpool 2 has like time travel in it with, um, I don't know what his name, Josh Brolin's character. Cable, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, I don't, Fucking I, I Cable. Like we can't escape it. Um, this is kind <laughs> of um, time travel, kind of. Um, it's the movie with Nick Cage called Next. I don't know if you guys have seen it. Have you seen Where you can see one. into the future, like 50, it's like a minute or something. Um, so it's more like like time reading. Like He sees into it's the future, like basically. Yeah, I yeah, I guess so. Um you'll next. hate me for saying this one, but um I am a massive fan of the Tim Burton Planet of the Apes. So No, no. Um, I would pick the original because no. I love it, but that was sure. almost oh, more if violation I was picking one, I would well, go but... the original, but I really like that one. I know everyone hates it, it's just when I was ten or something, I saw it in the cinemas and I had fun with it. So it's I always kind of a nostalgic kind of uh thing for me. Minority Report, kind of similar to like Arrival. Arrival. Like seeing like Into oh the God, Future. Um, the Tomorrow War that came out a few years ago with Chris Pratt. I quite liked that. That kind of had like Independence Day, like 90s, 2000s, like vibes to me. So bad? No. You don't like Independence Day? <laughs> I, d- I don't no. like Independence Day either. Jeez. Bad movie. Oh Different generation. Um, <laughs> And uh, I've also got The Flash on here. Again, I know everyone hated that one, but I actually thought it was pretty fun. Jesus Christ. The uh, Flash is the worst is movie funny. of 2023. <laughs> I liked it. Different generation, Jacob. These young kids yeah. in their superhero <laughs> movies, man. Um, I've also got The Lake House on here. It's like a rom-com with like Keanu Reeves and Sandra Bullock, and it's like a mailbox where they can like send messages through time. So that one's really fun. Um, and then I also just had Doctor Strange. Um, I know, again, yeah, not like the yeah, biggest fan. Like people don't love that one in the MCU, but that's actually oh, one of my favorites. Jaren's so. laptop is currently sitting on a Doctor Strange cup. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
So good. Um, yeah, definitely one of my favorites. So yeah, there's like a lot of um, other really good ones there. And uh, yeah, you came yeah. through. I did not think of that many picks for the list. So yeah. I respect like I said, it. I'm a big fan of the genre. So before um, I fall with Zoe Dietz. I that movie sucks. It's one of my I, most liked letter box reviews. I really um, like it because I was scathing on it. Um, it's I one like I haven't actually seen. So I like it. It's not good. Um, I love Zoe Dutch. Let's vote, Ashley. Who gets your vote today? Oh my goodness. This one is pretty hard. It's between John and Jaren again. Um because I'll just go fuck myself. I sorry, <laughs> Jacob. I actually quite like your list as well. It's just I'm not really like a Donnie Darko fan and I haven't seen Safety Not Guaranteed in like since it came out. Um so but like you've got Avengers Endgame, which is like one of my favorite films. Um look. I think I'm gonna go with Jaren because I Ooh. I just feel like every one of those films wow. are like almost like they're like, between like four and five stars for me. So yeah, I mean, so is John's, but uh, Jaren just slightly edges him out for me. So yeah, Jaren. I literally Thank gave you, you a tie win. I know. I'm sorry, John. Just kidding. It's okay. <laughs> uh, John, are you gonna reciprocate that? Who gets your vote today? Um. I was actually in between um, Jacob and Ashley, and this is not just because of recent events, but <laughs> I am going to go with, <laughs> I'm sorry. I am going to go with Jacob because I think I the finally top three, got a <laughs> I think the top three you have are really um, like core time travel. Like they, you kind of represent the uh, action movie there with Avengers Endgame, or I guess Terminator 2 is also that, but then like Donnie Darko is like, I know you've voted for it a million times on this show, but I think Donnie Darko is such a cool film in the way that it approaches like so many different sci-fi tropes like time travel and like choosing your own destiny. So I don't know. I just really like those top three. And then I haven't seen Safety Not Guaranteed, but also I think Bill and Ted's is fun. So I don't know. Just though, I think maybe Avengers Endgame is what sold me on your list, Jacob. So that was a good first pick. Well, I'm glad I took that over Donnie Darko at the start. Um, My turn to vote. This is not as close as last time. Um, John, I really like your list. I don't like about time, but other than that, it's a great list. Maybe dock you a couple points for Arrival because I don't think it counts, but also it's like the best movie anyone picked today, so it kind of <laughs> evens itself out. Um, Better than Johnny Darko, you reckon? Um, they're both in my top 20 of all time. Mm. It'd be be pretty, pretty close. Um, I couldn't tell you off the top of my head which one's higher, but I love both. Uh, Ashley, your top three is just wall-to-wall -wall bangers i haven't seen the butterfly effect effect and uh, austin powers i'm not big on either so it's jaron pretty pretty easily for me today i'm no surprise really um look loop looper in my top five predestination in my top five source code and midnight in paris in my top 10 and the terminator only reason i didn't pick it was because i already had the sequel so that is about like that's basically all the shit I would have picked if I didn't get the five I actually picked. So, um, yeah, pretty pretty easily today. The hosts be vibing. Jaron, close us out. Thank you, King. Um, look, here we go. Uh, look, we can get... Ashley will throw the different generation um, uh, kind of trial at us. Jacob and I both have movies on our list older than anything you've drafted. So I think we've got a good oh. rebuttal for that. Got it um, But look... <laughs> Edge of Tomorrow, Palm Springs, Back to the Future 2 um, are all, all fucking rule. Um, I own the Butterfly Effect, um, which is good because I just Googled it and it's not streaming anywhere. You have to buy it online. So I'm glad I have the DVD. So I'm excited to watch it because you sold it to me. Um, it sounds really interesting. And then Austin Powers um, is, um, they're fine, I guess. Um, John, 
You have just wall-to-wall bangers, man. Five great films. I really enjoy About Time. Um, Thank Arrival you. has It's time travel adjacent for sure. Um, it's not fully time travel, but um, Jacob drafted a better list than I did. Um, <laughs> this man's list... And so that's why I can that's why I can pick the film bro list with full authority because I do have 81's The Terminator. But man, <laughs> Avengers Endgame, Terminator Judgment Day, and Donnie Darko are all in my top 100 of all time. Um, Safe Not Guaranteed is very good, and Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure is fucking great. Um, that list is it might be one of the best lists collated on this podcast. Um, great. And so we're gonna flip. Last week's verdict, and this time Jacob and I are going to share a panel win. Um, I think you won't. I, wait, yeah, yeah, we do, don't we? Yes, we do. Yeah, fucking oh, that's that's nice. That is, that is wholesome. That's Whole wholesome. Circle. We're stuff. all winners here on the film the, draft, guys. That is wholesome. These stuff. two episodes have really kind of been. I think we could not have picked two better guests to pair together no, here because the whole it's time it's nice. really been me and Jaron vibing and John and Ashley vibing. I think you guys. <laughs> Matched up quite well in taste, and um, well, that's that's vibe with you. We vibe with you. Is that what you're saying? No, we very much vibe with you. Like that, there's a reason these episodes were both way too long because we just could not stop finding new things to talk about. Um, which is like a testament to how much we've enjoyed talking to you guys. But let us just brag about the win for two seconds. We needed this shit. Oh my my god. God, Yeah. Um, and look. We can unite. We can, we won't leave with one of us being upset at the other for finally breaking the hoodoo. We both got a W. So um, yeah, it's been we, a I, really. <laughs> I think we drafted films that we like lists that like we prefer to each other. So, like I drafted like five <laughs> Jacob films, and you drafted like five me films. But I think our yeah. taste just lies similar when it comes to um uh, because you drafted the five I would have got if I didn't get my five. So I think our tens are just incredibly similar. Um, yep. With some sprinkled in from Ashley and John, because Edge of Tomorrow, Palm Springs, and Back to the Future were very high. But no, I'm glad to get this win. X Men's a based pick, John. Don't feel yes, any shame X-Men about it. Thank you. I would have. I probably would have picked it if you didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that for another film draft. Thank you once again to our great guests for donating nearly three goddamn hours of their time to record uh, these two oh episodes. We hope you've enjoyed listening to them and uh, we hope you guys have enjoyed coming on as much as we've enjoyed oh, having so you. Thanks so much for having me. It's been fun. I love talking about movies. <laughs> yes, thank and you we'll, for having amazing. me. I wouldn't have stayed up until 3.14 a.m. for anyone else. <laughs> Except Taylor Swift. Except Taylor Swift. I Taylor went Swift. to bed at 4 a.m. last night on my own accord. So, <laughs> and thank you, now you can go back to scrolling letterboxed in the club uh, tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> Whoa, you're calling me out there, but I have done that plenty of times, actually. Nice. Oh, haven't we all? Um, John, thanks so much for joining us. We hope we haven't uh, scared you off of wanting to come back on again because we'd love to have you back sometime. Where can the people find you? And is there any uh, anything else you want to say before you go? Oh, yeah. Sorry. I didn't mean to start that early and cut off Ashley. Um, Well, first off, it was lovely meeting all of you. Um, I had a really great time. I felt like I was talking to cultured people for once. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Meeting a bunch of new guys, you know, study abroad students for two weeks. Um, You can find me at John Barnes on Letterboxd or YouTube.com slash John the Cool Guy 123 if you want to go there. Um, but thank you. you guys are all uh, I'm excited to look at all your letterbox, especially Ashley, since she does not like a lot of the movies I like. <laughs> uh, look, look, researching for this app, especially Ashley's profile just broke my heart. Like you keep giving us the different generation stuff, but there was so many like 80s movies I love that you had like a three. So like, I think it goes both ways. <laughs> no, I mean, uh, yeah, I say different generations. What I just like, I mean, I think that Jacob likes older films way more than me, for sure. It's just more that 
stuff that was really big back when I was a like teenager is not like yeah. didn't hit for you guys wasn't as big or whatever like it's just it's probably like even though thing. even though you drafted it I think like our super bad was your clueless you know what I mean like we not too far apart at all but super bad like, was also the, my super bad time. and clueless but yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know yeah what fair mean, enough super sure. bad's like, but also that's the, that goes the same ways with us iconic because. I fucking loved Clueless when I was like 10, 11, 12, 13 years old. It's very cool. Well, that's I amazing. Clueless I don't know any other teenage boys like you. I wish I had known you back in the day because, you know, we could have actually. <laughs> we would have all been five. friends in high school. <laughs> Jaron Ashley bonus. watching the teen movies. Me and John sitting there being depressed, watching Perks of Being a Wallflower together. <laughs> You're right. Um, <laughs> No, I'm right there with you, brother. I was, I was yeah, in the trenches. I know, I know. Um, <laughs> but uh, anyway, we another tangent. Ashley, thanks so much for joining us. We're glad you had a good time. We'd love to get you back on sometime. Where can the people find you? Um, you can find me on Instagram at Movie Watching Girl or Letterboxd at Ashley Fridella. So, woohoo! <laughs> and that is that for another episode. I didn't expect to be as long as it was, but uh, you know, I'm sure it was fun to listen to. They've been great topics and a lot of movies that I'm sure everyone at home has heard of too. We're not sitting here drafting like 1970s Russian movies like Stalker. <laughs> Um, like like Jaron usually does, we no took a bit of a break boots from on that. These, on these no does boot. Uh, if yeah. look, if it was eligible, he would have taken it. But um, for sure. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening. You can follow me on Instagram at Jacob Watches Films. Uh, kind of busy in real life at the moment, so not as active as I would hope to be. But my best films of the year posts and awards will still be coming. I'm still just waiting for the zone of interest to come out in our godforsaken fucking country. I can't I wait to hear what you think about it. it. I was like, Fuck yeah. you. Yeah, that dude. Queensland get everything, man. It's I bullshit. don't think we get everything. We definitely don't. I was, I was very. Try live in Perth or South Australia and see if you see as much stuff. As <laughs> yeah, we do not <laughs> get <laughs> most of the advanced screening. Like the festival helps, but um, zone of interest. I should have just spent one hundred and fifty bucks to see it at TIFF. Um, no, but, you should not. Yeah, I agree. Did you see it, John? Not worth it. I saw it at TIFF, but you didn't miss Ooh. anything. Okay, I'm, I'm, sure, I'm gonna love it. It's gonna be, way. it's gonna be a me movie. Um, anyway, yeah. Uh, where was I? Follow the film draft on Instagram at the film draft. You can vote every week for your favorite lists and oh, subscribe to us on Spotify, Apple, wherever you listen. Um, they, everyone, thanks so much for participating. Always uh, drop us a line if you've got any topic suggestions or if you want to come on or if you just want to tell Jaron his picks were bad. That's okay too. <laughs> um, <laughs> And uh, Jared, take us home. Yeah, I don't think there's any point competing against Jacob in the popular vote this week, but we'll put it up anyway. Um, this <laughs> has been um, amazing. These two guests, John and Ashley, over the past two weeks, you guys have been incredible. Ashley voted for me today, so she's inherently one of the smartest guests we've ever had on the pod. Um, <laughs> but thank you guys so much. It was ridiculously fun. Again, that is why this ran so long. Thank you, everyone, for listening. If you're still here to this point, we really, really appreciate the following we've got. Thank you. Jacob, always a pleasure doing it with you. Until the next time we record, we'll see you then. I'm going to make him an offer again. Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. Oh, what a day. What a lovely day. Wait, we ran the station a few times. Assemble. No! With the first pick in the draft, 